This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to being home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a special series here on the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast called She Is Uncompromising. Women are constantly told to sacrifice ambition in order to have the rich family life that we all deserve. That's a lie. When we quietly accept this lie, we kill an important part of ourselves and our destiny. We compromise who we are until we end up unhappy and failing to fulfill God's plan for our life. Total life success means the baby and the business the thriving marriage and the growing company, purpose and profit, destiny and dedication to the path that is predestined for you. It's whatever makes you happy, whole and fulfilled. 
My latest book, She is Uncompromising, reveals the hard-won lessons and spiritual truths that can help all women take control of their lives. It's filled with poignant scriptures, intimate stories, practical exercises, and it's a must-have blueprint for building an unbreakable foundation of faith, family, and abundance. You can grab your copy today at tatumtamia.com book or click the link in the show notes. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be sitting down with people who exemplify this same message by being uncompromising in their own life. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast and another installment to our She is Uncompromising series. So this series is just all about sitting down and highlighting people who I've been able to glean from in my own uncompromising journey. So being uncompromising is all about refusing to settle for less than God's best for you. And so, of course, we have the good prophet on here. Prophetess Tanya Lofty, mom, wife, business owner, all the things. First lady. You you accepted that? I have. Okay, good. I have. I have. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Like, I really, I really have. I really have. Praise the Lord. Because that's what we're going to be talking about today is being uncompromising in ministry. Because there are a lot of people who listen to the show who are called to the marketplace, of course, with business. But we do have people here who are called to ministry as well. And one thing that I've seen just watching you guys over the years be uncompromising about ministry is it's hard. Like even as you just do what God says and you out here serving and giving and all of the miraculous and amazing things that happen when God is involved, it's still very, very hard, especially building a ministry from the ground up. So that's what I want to talk to you guys or talk to you about today, you guys' journey. So let's start with when did you know that you and Pastor V were called to ministry? Well, I actually knew what when I married, when I, before I married him. That mm-hmm. and I met when I when I knew he was my husband, I knew he was called to ministry. Mm-hmm. I, I lit I knew it. I just knew he was called to ministry. So that that was how I knew. I just I just knew it. Mm-hmm. I really did. So what about you? Um, I always knew, you know, I you know, I just love you, you all know, you know. Um, I just love God. So I was like all in, you know, like God, whatever you want me to do, you know, I would do, I just love, I love church. Like I literally love church. I love the church. Mm-hmm. You know, I love, I just do. I get joy seeing people grow and it, it, it just brings me so much joy. So for me, and I believe it's because I know it happened for me. So mm-hmm. because I know what God can do and what the church's role is in our lives, it just brought me so much joy. And so I knew since I knew he was a going to be a pastor, I knew it. I knew that I would be his wife, but I supported him in every role that he ever had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it just, it really, you know, one of my prayers was God let, um, I said, I need my husband to love you as much as I do. Like, I need my husband to be able to serve, like, because I was, 
I love serving. I, I did. I would go and do whatever. And so I needed somebody who loved God just as much as I did. I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine having someone that would contradict that mm-hmm. because it was going to be a struggle in our home if if I had somebody like that in my life. Right. So with you guys being called to ministry, I know you can be a pastor and serve in other people's churches, but you guys are called to plant your own. So when did you know that that was the assignment? Um, That to me is more of a question for him, but mm-hmm. it was, he had to, I'm telling you, he, he does not move. Even if I say something, you know, certain things, yes, but if if I if he is not moving until he has clearly heard that it's time to move, like mm-hmm. he was like that when we got married, or even concerning marrying me, mm-hmm. he was the same way. Mm-hmm. He he waited for confirmation over and over again. Um, he you know when it came to us, the fundamentals of our marriage, like children, he was like, we're not having children until we have a house, like there were just certain things that he was not going to ever budge on. And so he was like the same way with something, every big major decision like that. He was like, if I, it's gotta, I gotta know, Mm -hmm. I gotta, I'm not moving Tanya and you know, until I know. And so I was sharing with him and he would still do that. And so the Lord, you know, it's something because we had a conversation Uh, I think the end of last year and he started driving me around. We were like looking around for properties and things and just looking at churches. Like we're we're big visionaries, seriously. And um, he, he was like, yeah, I was, he, he was telling me that he was driving around to churches before I knew he was. Mm. He was like, yeah, I was looking at this. I was, God was sharing this with me. Like, and I'm like, Oh, wow. You know, not that I didn't think I wasn't talking to him, but he was he was preparing himself. You know what I mean? To be in the role. And this was like a couple of years back. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was um, I kept I knew the time was coming. I knew the time was coming. And I was expressing that like I, I was always candid about that, that. I knew we have a call. You know, I know, I know we got a call on our lives. I know it. I know it. I know it. So I never changed or moved off of that position. It's just the timing of God concerning it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's really the timing of God. It's not our timing in that. It really is the timing of God. So how do you get comfortable with the timing of God? Because many of <laughs> us, we're impatient. We're in this information age where you get everything so fast. And one of the, I think, biggest roadblocks you have to overcome when it comes to God's will is also getting in alignment with his ways and his methods and his time frames. Because it's like, but God, I'm excited. I want to do this now. I want to go after it. But it's just simply not time. How do you get comfortable with that? I, me and Pastor V, uh, we really balance each other out. I have to say that, like, because you know me, Tatum. I am <laughs> what? Okay, God, and and especially because 
to me of the prophetic, the dreams and things that you may have. Yeah. You know, I saw so much so early, not that he didn't, but for me, I'm, I am a, when God show it to me, let's go. That, I mean, I am, there's no, unless he tells me to hold up, which I'm, I'm okay with that. That's not what I'm saying. But if God gives me something, I'm like, oh, what, what you want? Let's do it. You know, and so that is that is how I am. And Pastor V's like, okay, well, Tanya, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I'm like, what about that? <laughs> right. What about that? That has nothing to do with me. That's not what that's not that don't that doesn't have anything to do with me. God told me to do this. And he's like, Well, what about this? Um, I remember when I started the child, the business, and I was like, babe, I want to go to school too. And he was like, Well, you can't leave your baby. He was talking about the business. He was like, it's a baby. You can't leave your baby. And so he really balances me out in those areas. But he also respects and gives me the liberty to move. Yeah. So it's a balance, especially when it comes to, you know, those type of things that are going to require finances where he's like, Tanya. You know, and and he is very methodical. You know, I'm more like, oh, let's just, I'll I'll catch it. Look, I'll have most of it. You know, and now I get so many downloads that it's just like, but God gives me all the pieces. But yeah. I still have to wait for Him when it comes to things of that nature because He is the pastor. You know what I mean? I'm, and I don't want to. I don't want. I don't have to. I don't care. I don't want to be pastor. I didn't know God was going to call me to be a prophet. But what I'm saying is, I just know that we were going to lead together. And so whatever he needed, I'm good. Whatever I need, he's good. You know, he, we we have to, we're there to help each other. We're working together. Yeah. It's not one is, now I respect him as my husband. Don't get it twisted. You know what I mean? I honor him as my husband. You know, he is the head of the home. However, we still just work together. Mm -hmm. We work together. And that's what God wants. He wants the unity. And so where I'm, where he's weak in or I'm stronger or, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. I'm going to deviate from my line of questioning for a second, because what I'm hearing too is the importance about being uncompromising in who you marry. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the people who listen to this show are, I would say, early marriage or maybe younger and looking to be married. And I say it all the time on here. I, I truly believe that who you marry will make or break your <laughs> destiny. And it's such a decision that is so serious. But at the same time, people take it lightly because of the wedding and the pictures oh, and yeah. all of these different things. And as people who are trying to live out what God has for us, who we marry matters, especially as women and especially as women who are called to leadership roles too. So what advice would you give someone when they're in the courting phase trying to, you know, they're looking for their husband and that to who they're going to be a helpmate to, to do life with? The biggest thing I, I would say is outside of choosing God, that's your next biggest decision. Yeah. Because this person is going to lead you and should be able to lead you in the things of God. Mm -hmm. You know, because I remember when we, you know, Pastor V would give me, he 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 taught me different music things, you know, to listen to. I didn't know. 
but he he would be like, listen to this and listen to that. And we would have conversations. And so outside of God, because again, in a marriage, the covenant is the husband and the wife and the husband is the head of the home, just like Christ is the head of the church. So mm-hmm. if you don't know scripture, you're going to jam yourself up. Right, because you're looking at how he looked, girl. You better get your life. Then don't tell don't. I'm not saying you marry, you got you're gonna have to be attracted to who you're with, but the but what is your attraction really to is my question. Right. Is it more to what they look like in regards to you know, you you've got this certain look that you want, or you know what I'm saying, or you think that's what you need, but is it really what you need? Because I remember Pastor V saying, "I know he never did." He was like, "I ain't date no light skinned women," <laughs> you know. But look, you know, he married me, so it's like, you know. And for me, you know, y'all know some of y'all know my story. I didn't know what I like, so that you know, for me, you think you know what you want sometimes, right. but it's not really what you need. And so, because our attraction to a person, especially our mate, especially with life should not only be physical, it should be spiritual. Mm-hmm. Because if I can't talk to you about the things of God, we already got a situation. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to, and I, I again, outside of God, that's it. Because who he's going to, he's going to lead the family. He's going to think about it. He's going to instill things in the children, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. because y'all are in the home together. So how is that going to work? How is there going to be unity and how can two walk together unless they agree? I'm not mm-hmm. talking about if you want the kitchen cabinets to be white or black. I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> like life. Right. You know what I mean? And I, that's what I would tell y'all. Y'all need to you need to chill out because I understand your desire. If it's here's, hear me, if it's a desire of your heart to be married. If you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. So I want to give you scripture to give you the patience to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Because I, that was what I was like, God, this is a desire that you put in me to want to be married. Because some people don't want to be married. Yeah. Male and female. And that's cool. But if you if you desire to be married, I need to first delight myself in the Lord. Because then that'll give you, it'll change your perspective and it'll give you the patience to wait on God. Yeah. It really will. Once you start applying the scripture to the situation, it's like, okay, wait a minute, let me back up. Because you, you're not going to look at it through through your lens. You're going to say, okay, God, what do you have for me? Right. Yeah, when we, um, when me and BJ first started dating, I think the telltale sign of, of me going to take him seriously, because I had me a little team, and he always <laughs> jokes about my little team. So I had me a little team. I was like, okay. He was like, you was just trying to make me somebody else on your team. Yeah, <laughs> because I was early 20s, fresh out of school, living my little life in these streets. And I was not fully saved, saved, as I say, mm-hmm. um, but knew I wanted to live a life for God. I was just still trying to figure out what that looked like. Um, and so when we met, we, we worked together. So, you know, we met at work. So we were out going somewhere for lunch and I was telling him how my boss was getting on my nerves and just a bunch of stuff I was frustrated with. And his response to me was uh, scripture. And I was looking like, mm, what you talking about? 
So, <laughs> but that was like a light bulb or aha moment to me because I'm like, he answers problems with the word of God. And if I'm going to submit to somebody that I'm able to recognize, even still being spiritually immature, I have right. enough sense to know, well, if you following God, then it's okay if I follow you. And so that kind of made him number one on the list. He still wasn't the only one on the team yet, but that made him number one for <laughs> until everybody else got eliminated. Oh my gosh. He had to sit on the bench. He had to sit on the bench and wait his turn. He was like, oh, I got enough in me to sit and wait. Because honestly, a, a real man who loves God, right, is going to know what they want. Right. especially regarding a spouse. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I always share this with the ladies all the time. Like you gotta, I would, I remember God would tell me to wear specific things, like wear this, wear that. Like he's watching. Like I remember being in service and God telling me he's watching you. And I look mm -hmm. and sure enough, he was watching, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but God would tell me to wear certain times. He would say, no, put this on, mm -hmm. you know, even to this day, he still does that with me, you know, but, um, and I was just like, okay. And so I say that if you listen, you gotta be, I, I say this all the time. You have to be in position for what God has for you. Ladies, if you believe in God for a spouse, you have to be in position for what God has for you. And you can take scripture for that. You know, look mm -hmm. at Esther. She had to prepare. Esther was a Jew who had, was marrying somebody outside of the Jewish culture. And she, um, Mordecai prepared her. You know what I mean? Like he literally prepared her for like a year. Now you, she going with people with all this lavish stuff that the, the worldly things, but they didn't have this, you know, they, God wasn't with those other women. But what I'm saying is he was preparing her. You have to be prepared to be a wife. You know, you don't just pop up and be a wife. You got some stuff to work out. So that's what I just want to share because you're trying to jump the gun. You know what I mean? Don't, that's a, just a terminology, but you're trying to get ahead of God concerning that. Because are you looking for a moment or are you looking for longevity? You know what I mean? Because a moment is just that. <laughs> mm -hmm. A wife is longevity. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So you guys have been married for about to be 25 years. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. First of all. Girl. Yes. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you, sweetheart. And you said that you knew that he was a pastor like from day one. And then over the years, you learned your call to the office of a prophet. But it wasn't until, what, 2019, 2020, when TCAM was founded? 2020. So it wasn't until 2020 mm -hmm. that the ministry was founded. And it was around that time you guys were ordained as a mm -hmm. pastor and a prophet. So that's roughly about like 20 something years. <laughs> that's coming up. Well, I'm not, I'm, look, I still ain't in there with uh, uh, Abraham, but right. <laughs> Abraham was 90. Yo, like, oh, I, I'm good, God, on the Abraham, but I'm good with the Abraham. But yeah, 20, 20, uh, 20, 20 years. 
So how over what was that like knowing the promise and waiting 20 years to see it come to fruition? Um, for me, what I will say to that is all of the victories prior to that, because when I say the victories, I mean the promises. So God told me, you know, some of y'all know my story with the good pastor, but you know, God told me he was my husband. And then that was a, you know, a whole situation where I had to wait. I still had to wait for him to approach me. You know what I mean? I still had to wait for him to come to me and um, acknowledge that I was the one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that was um, that promise, the promise of us getting married, you know, the promise of um, God blessing us with a home, you know, children. So there were things that we saw God continue to do um, that let me and make me reassured of God's track record, you know what I mean? In my life. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't just that it was. And, and, and also let me say this pastor V's faithfulness through the years, I always saw him. I told God, I have to have somebody who loves me like you do. Like, you know, like, and, and loves like, like servant. I can't, I I need somebody. I like, I, like I told y'all at the beginning, I like the church. So, you know, what are we going to do here? So he was the same way. So for us, it was no issue when it came to serving, you know, when he was, they were waiting for us to get married so they could ordain him as a deacon. They just needed us to get married because mm-hmm. he was already faithful, but you know, to be the husband of a one wife. So they were waiting for us to get married and kind of get set, but we were fine. We knew and we were okay because we were already serving. We were already doing the work. And so he became a deacon. That wasn't an issue for me because when you're, when you're, when you, he's in ministry like that, you're serving with them. And I just want to express that to any wife. Don't think, don't diminish your role because of their role. You know what I mean? Because you're working with them. I still had to be a chase keeper of my home. And so these are things that I had to do to ensure that it was easy for him to do what he needed to do in the house of the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I I always wanted to make sure he was good. He was, he was settled, you know, and, and it was not a, a struggle. There was no, it's like, okay, what do we need to do? So I remember when we were first married, we only had one car. We started having children. It was like, God, we need another vehicle, you know? So God will, God will, make provision as he's growing you all up in the gifts of God and in the things of God, he's going to make provision for you to have the things you need because you're serving him. Mm-hmm. So if you serve and obey, you spend your, your years, your days in, wait, I might be saying it wrong. Your days in something. I know prosperity and your years of pleasure. There we go. Thank mm-hmm. you. sweetheart. So these are the things and we saw God expand us, you know, and, and make provision for us in those areas. And so, yeah, it it wasn't hard because we, I was seeing promise after promise after promise Mm -hmm. um, come to pass, even with the business, you know, he believed in me from day one with the business, you know, he knew he was, I, I told him I wanted to do it. And he was like, okay, you know, it was never like, okay, he was just like, how are we going to do it? We need a plan to do it, 
But mm -hmm. okay, if this is what God put in your heart, who am I to stop what God has put in your heart to do? You know what I mean? So um, just those type of things and just seeing the promises over and over. I'm telling y'all, like to know that God will prosper you and bless you like he has a plan for your life, mm -hmm. a, a plan of hope. And I mean, man, like, and that's what I could see. And, you know, not only that, we got prophecies along the way. When we were dating, he got a prophecy. You know, the prophecy was confirmed through a prophet that he was called. He was going to preach. He was going to do this. He was going to preach. He was going to do all of this. And so, mm -hmm. you know, with that, it's like seeing that, knowing that God still hears. It, it just, man, once you get a taste of God, yeah. like taste and see that he's good. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's not going to be without tests or trials or tribulations or even warfare at times. But once you get a taste of the goodness of God, it's like how you can't pass it up. I'm telling mm -hmm. you. It's like, oh, yeah, this is it right here. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do anything else. Mm -hmm. because God's still God. And what I'm hearing is a key to just seeing the promise through and being uncompromising about what God is doing is continuing to serve him and then being aware of the, the messages and the promises, the, the bricks that lead up to the big promise. But I think sometimes we get so distracted by our own impatience or, oh, I feel like I should be here by now. I feel like I should do this by, but if we just, I, I even came across um, or God was revealing to me the definition of joy recently. And joy is just awareness of God's favor. So in order for us to experience joy, we have to be aware and paying attention to the things that God is doing. And so for me, what I'm hearing is a big part for you of being uncompromising is just continuing to serve God and paying attention to the those winks that he gives along the way. He gives so many, you know, and I think one part of it is being grateful through it all and trusting God. Like when I say being grateful, when you're grateful, it makes you thankful, which makes you trust God. Yeah. Because if I'm grateful and I'm saying, thank you, God, I appreciate you. You know, I don't understand it all, all of the time. But that's not my job to understand it all. My job is to trust you with my life. Mm -hmm. And that is just my stance. Like, no, it's not my job to figure it all out. It's my job to trust you first. And then you'll help me figure it out. Mm -hmm. What would you tell someone who is struggling with trusting God? Maybe their earthly father wasn't reliable. Maybe the people that they trusted in their lives just let them down. So they have a hard time trusting in a God that they can't see. So mm -hmm. what would you tell them to help them start building that trust? You're going to have to let the walls down because people have let you down. And I, you know, my, my earthly father left. I, you know, I have that same story, but God's not like man. So that means he's not going to lie to you. 
God's not like man, nor the son of man that he ever has to repent. So God is not like man. I know people have let you down. And I'm not saying in some instances that that they were right. I'm, I'm not saying they were right. I'm not saying what they did to you was right. I'm not saying it didn't hurt. I'm not saying any of that. God is not unto us. He, he, he understands us. He understands our brokenness. He understands our hurt. He understands our pain. He's close to us. But I still have to trust him. Mm-hmm. And I understand you can't see him, but God is very tangible. And you can see God. You can see God when you look in the mirror. You can see that he made you. He made You didn't make yourself. Your parents didn't make you. God, who formed you in your mother's womb? It was God. When you look at the trees, when you look at the sea, I love to go by the water. I absolutely love the ocean. I don't know what it is about, even when I was younger, just to see how the sky meets the ocean. Like, who could create, like, this? these are when the questions really come. Yeah. Who created this? This is magnificent. And what we see when something looks like it's meeting each other, but there's it's so far away. Mm-hmm. Nobody could do that but someone who's not human, which is God. You know what I mean? And so I would say you're going to have to let the walls down and I, I you have to trust him. There's no other way. There's, you can't even come to God unless you trust him. Mm-hmm. You, you won't get to know him. So you have to get to know God. I know people have let you down. I, I I hear it. I hear it. I hear your pain and not I, but the Lord is saying, I hear and I feel your pain. Like I know your pain, your brokenness, your bitterness, your hurt, your anguish, but I am still God. I am. I'm, I'm still God. I'm still here. If you allow me to come into your situation, I'll change it. But you have to allow me to come in. Mm hmm. That's so good. Going back to ministry building for a moment. It's been 20 something years. You guys have served faithfully. God has done amazing things in your marriage. You've served other ministries. You're ordained. Now it's time to press go. 2020, it's time to press go and and plant the kingdom advancing ministries. First of all, how did that feel when God finally said it's time? Oh man, I was so excited. Like you tell me, you know how I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, woo! Every time it's something with God, like you know how Pastor B be like, you her and the woos. But my <laughs> woos are literally from my spirit because it's like, woo! Like God did it. Like, woo! He he's do it's it's more of a you know, you can groan from the spirit, but you th- there are things that we utter, you know, in the goodness of God. And that God is so real. And so for me, it's like, okay, let's go. Like, what what, 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 we, what we need to do? Like, mm-hmm. what, what you need me to do, God? Whatever it is, I'll do it. Because one, you, you're, you kept your promise. Two, you still find me worthy enough to do this. Because I, you know, I think if we stop looking at um, because one, you should be a servant, right? Leadership is nothing but serving, y'all. I don't, I don't, I don't know why you think it's other, anything other than that. It's serving, and I and Pastor B, I know are both our hearts concerning this. It's like such an honor. So it's like, man, you trust me? Like what? You know, you trust me to do this thing? 
okay, let, then let's go. And so for us, and I believe, and this is when you say that, even though it took 20 years, God has to prepare you for where he's taking you. You know, you need a, there's a season of preparation. You know, you don't want to blow it. I, you know, you don't want to blow it. And it's so many people. And I, you know, look, we got docs, you know, y'all don't want me to go there all the way, but you have doctors of devils and you have wolves in sheep clothing, but you have people who have just fallen, you know, and they don't get back up. They turn their literal hearts from God. And I would rather and am grateful for this process. Me and Pastor B talk about it all the time. Our children aren't, you know, are we're very seasoned at this point in our lives, you know, very seasoned. We've seen some things. We've seen some very ugly things. We've seen some good things, you know, we've seen it all concerning ministry. And so it's like, we know what to, you know, what to do and what not to do. Because it's like, you don't do that. And you know how to handle certain situations because as leaders, you got to handle stuff. It's not going to always be easy. They're not always going to be easy conversations. It's not, it's not, but it still needs to be handled. Mm -hmm. You know, leadership is about handling situations that other people won't take on. Mm -hmm. That that's a leader. And you got to take the good, the bad, the ugly, but you still have to do it in integrity. And as long as you do that and keep your name clear, then it's like, okay, we good because mm -hmm. I'm good with God. I don't have to be good with you, but as long as I'm good with God, then I'm a, he's going to make me good with people. You know what I mean? People can see when you, what, especially y'all, you know, y'all be looking at people like what, you know, <laughs> shut up. Like you lying. Like, you know, People know when you're telling the truth. They do. They do. They do. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, come on. Just it's OK if you make a mistake, but don't be zealous. I want to say this so much because people are so zealous. I'm not talking about my woohoo's, but even with that passive video, pull me back. Like, hey, come on, calm down for a sec. <laughs> you know what I mean? And. Because when you see sometimes and you see where God wants to take you and you're excited about it and you're like, yes, you better count the cost. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And I, I see it so much. And it's like you said, this, this social media era that we're in, it has done a doozy on people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like people get on here and start popping off and calling names and I'm not saying, you know, I would have to speak to that to a certain degree because I hear when you're trying to call out error and the things that are not of God. I, I totally get that. But then there's some things it's like, what are you doing? Did you did you study enough? Did you get some godly counsel before you went out here talking about tithing ain't for the believer? Like, shut up. Like, it's stuff. <laughs> And then it's bad because you're probably not tithing yourself. Then that's probably, that's your whole situation right there. Because you never tried God in that area. Because if you tried God, you wouldn't be talking about it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just certain things like you really don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, um, Pastor V said this Sunday, he said, God is a proving spirit. He's proved, like, he's tested. You know how they put tested and approved? Mm-hmm. 
God is tested. I mean, like he's infallible. That mm -hmm. means he's not lying. And so if he gave you this promise, if he promised you something, your job is to stay a good steward of what you're in now and be faithful though over that which is least. Because if not, he's not going to make you ruler over much. Mm -hmm. So if you're faithful in the least, that means when nobody's watching and you say you called the ministry, hello, <laughs> you better still show up. Mm -hmm. if, if if one person comes on the, the, the live, are you still called? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if nobody comes on the live, are you still called? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. if you truly... If God truly called you, then the fruit will come. Yeah. If you called yourself, it's going it's not going to last long. It's mm -hmm. only going to last for a moment because you did it in your own strength. People that's called the 50 ministry, that ain't no joke. Mhm. Mm that's 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 <laughs> No, 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 no. God has to call you. And you see, that's why you see so many of them you know, just because you can gather people does not make you a pastor. Right. Just because you're an eloquent speaker does not make you a pastor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It does not make you a pastor. It, I promise you it don't make you no pastor. That makes you a motivational speaker <laughs> <laughs> that you get paid to do because mm -hmm. pastoring is all about the sheep and having God's heart for people. The, the correlation with David was that he was a, he was a shepherd. He was on the backside before he be, before David became a leader. David was back there tending to the sheep. Mm -hmm. The brothers were all fighting. Ain't nobody know David. Then the prophet showed up and was like, "Wait a minute, where do you have another one? Because none of these are it." Mm -hmm. And God was talking to uh, the prophet at that time, telling him Samuel. He was talking to him like, "No." So he was like, surely this the one. He was like, no, that's not the one. He was like, and God was talking to the prophet saying, man looks at the outward appearance. I look at the heart. Mm -hmm. so you looking at all these people that look like they got it going on as a pastor and they ain't nothing. Mm -hmm. So if we really start really holding people to scripture, you'll see whether they are pastor or not. You'll see whether they're an apostle or not. You'll see if they're a real prophet or not. Mm -hmm. I ain't even know. I ain't even know fivefold gift out the day. You'll see if they're a real or a real evangelist. Mm -hmm. You're gonna see by the work that they do, not what they put on social media or what they get on there and say. You're gonna see it. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. It's that season, y'all. And by season, I mean allergy season. I'm someone who has seasonal allergies and it's the worst. My nose gets stuffy. My throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I'll come on and want to record my podcast and sound like a grown man. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. 
I have been using Claritin D for many years. One of the biggest struggles that I have with my allergies is that they usually cause sinus problems as well. So Claritin D has been such a relief for me because it addresses not just the allergies, but the sinus issues that happen as a result of the allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by NPR. As a Black woman, it is just so important to have Black stories and to see myself represented in the media. As a mother of two beautiful Black little boys, it's important for me to show them representations of themselves in the media so that they can be inspired and know that the possibilities are endless for them and their futures, and also so that they can see their stories told. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. And so if God called you, it's different than when you call yourself. I, I, that right there, y'all better stop chasing platforms. I'm telling you because you're going to have blood all on your hands. You already mm-hmm. do because you're chasing something that God never called you to. And then you got all these people following you. And then you won't even be accountable to the words you spoke. Like you won't, you won't be accountable. No leader, no true leader is not accountable. Mm-hmm. Not a true leader. I don't care if it's the president or a king, a true leader is going to be accountable. You know what I mean? For what they say and for the people. Yeah. You got to be accountable for the people. So. So after all of this training and now it's time to to plant the church and you excited, right? I want to talk about the logistics some because some people they're called to plant these ministries and you have a lot of folks who, and you talk about how you and Pastor V balance each other out, where you may have somebody who's like, like you, ready to go. Let's plant. Let's go here. Let's do it. Let's just do it. On fire for God. They ready. They're excited. They're in alignment. All of these things. But the logistics part, I think even with business, 
you usually have people who are visionary so you could see the big picture and you got people who are builders who can lay the foundation so that the big picture can actually be a reality. What were some of the logistical challenges of planning a ministry? First, I say, even though you're called to lead, you still need wise counsel. You still need people around you. You're not, you can't be the only person. You're not the smartest person. I'm not saying you're not smart, but that doesn't mean you're the smartest person. Doesn't mean that somebody else is not smart or doesn't have wisdom or have value to add to the vision that God has called you to, right? So we had to put, listen, (laughs) y'all see my eyes? Y'all see, y'all see that one? Then that one. Like, Tatum just said the building, yo, building is not a joke. I, I you know, building a home, a family, um, a business, a ministry, it's not a joke. And logistically, first of all, you want to be make sure all your stuff is together. Your your paperwork, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. You know, don't just jump out here and then you all ratchet and all you got is a cash app. Like, I mean, come on, y'all. <laughs> business is still, there's a business side. <laughs> no, all you got is a cash app. Oh, man. I'm trying to tell you what I know. Listen, there is a business component to ministry. Okay. It just can't supersede the spiritual part, but you still have to have, you have to have your paperwork. You still need to file taxes. You need to file all of the things to be legitimate. If you want somebody to take you seriously, and if you expect to have any type of longevity, your foundation, all of that is a part of your foundation. Whether you like it or not, it's still a part of the foundation. Mm -hmm. So no man builds a house without even first counting the cost. So if you can't build your own house or you're not willing to, how, how could you build for the house of the Lord? It's not happening. You know what I mean? So you have to be able to steward, steward well, like it's not a game. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. That's the, the ugly or the, well, I won't say the ugly, but that's the the work, the, the work, work, the dirty work. You know, because mm-hmm. in construction is dirty work. Mm-hmm. Those construction workers, they be dusty, rusty, in the rain. <laughs> you know, they smell like it's it's work. It's work. It's work. That's why God tells us to study the ant because the ants are working, but they're working in wisdom and they're working at certain times. Yeah. So there are times when you're building. Listen. You better have some tenacity, strength. You might get tired. Last night I was frustrated because of this one little piece we got going on. And I was like, you know what? Fix it, Jesus. Then I, you know, call some people that are we that are a part of the leaders and, you know, that could help because I don't have to do it all. Right. I'm I'm a very go-getter. Like, man, get a look. I got 20 tasks. Oh, I'm going to get through them 20 tasks. Somehow I'm going to get, but that's how I'm built. But mm-hmm. at the same time, doesn't mean I always have to do that. And especially with where we're going in the ministry, I can't carry all of that. It's not mm-hmm. my job to. 
You know, you don't have to when you have people and no good leader is not going to teach somebody else how to lead. Yeah. No good leader is going to try to do everything themselves. No, you're going to put people in place. Mm-hmm. You're going to put, you have to. So when I say that you want people around you that can say, hold up, no, you know, I, I, well, I don't know if you mind sharing that part, but someone told us, okay, wait, pull this back. Let's get the branding together first. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how you want me to answer. You could have just said me. It's fine. Okay, I, you know. <laughs> but Tatum, you know, um, we were talking, you know, and we listened. There's a, listen, as a leader, you have to listen. Mm-hmm. You have to listen to people and you may not take everything into account. Like I'm sure there's things with your business Tatum or my business that we took some of it into account. You have to get feedback, but you don't, you may not do it all at that time, or maybe you don't do it at all. But what I'm saying is you have to at least be able to hear somebody else's perspective on it. And so, yes, it's your vision. I know y'all have heard that. It's my vision. Okay, well, if it's God's vision, then you'll listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's your vision, you're going to get jacked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, Pastor B is big on, he's like, this is not my church. This is God's church. I'm mm-hmm. just, God is holding me accountable, which he is going to hold that pa- the pastor accountable. Mm-hmm. But every need that's going on in that church, God going to hold that pastor accountable. Mm-hmm. to it. So, um, you know, just pull back. Tatum was like, okay, let no wait. Let's get this together. <laughs> you know, let's get this tight. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, I remember sharing with her when we were praying over the, the location we have now. And I was like, you know, just thank you for that. And it, it's crazy because I have a business, but I was, you know, again, the way God had me do stuff was a little different. y'all. So, <laughs> you know, he was, he was training me as when he was training me as a prophet, he would just tell me to go live. He was like, this is what you do. I need you to do this. And he would tell me literally to put the scriptures with it. That's how God trained me. And he'd be like, go live and put the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, what? you know, I'm like, you want me to do this? And so I'm literally, it was all in there too. Everything he was having me to say was all in scripture. Mm Mm-hmm. All in all in scripture. And he would literally tell me to, that's how he trained me as a prophet. And he this is how he told me to do it. He said, go live now. It would be so random. I don't know if Tatum remembers, but it would be so random. All times of the day and night. All, all times of the day, <laughs> all times of the night. But he was training me as a prophet. You know what I mean? I I he I went into the office. Yeah. Because you can have a prophetic a mantle or, you know, you can exhort and extol, but a prophet does more than that. Prophets tell when God is judging and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So that is a very different, very different <laughs> than just exhorting. Because some people only hold prophecy to, oh, no, you should only exhort or it's to edify. But if I'm if I'm telling you something in love or if I'm rebuking your sin, that doesn't mean I'm not edifying you. You just don't like that it's not edifying your ears instead of your soul. Mm -hmm. That's really what edification is. Mm -hmm. The edification of the Bible. Mm -hmm. If you read, Paul was not going around like, Paul was going around like, 
first giving honor to God or, you know, <laughs> gangster. the head of my life or I'm a bond servant. Um, I have this to address with you, Church of Corinth. You know, he was mm-hmm. he was going in telling them mm-hmm. like, y'all going to bust hell wide open if you yeah. don't do this. So he wasn't going around. The Apostle Paul was not going around. And the church was built on the apostles and the prophets there to correct and rebuke, to bring people back in alignment with God. Literally, that's what that's what the, that's what the church is all about. y'all. Mm-hmm. So the pastor is feeding the sheep and caring for the sheep. The teacher is making sure you understand you can break that word down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what the teacher is supposed to do. Your evangelists are supposed to go out and win souls. It's not they just go fishing for Jesus, literally mm-hmm. catching, catching fish, you know, and then it's okay, you've done your part because each piece has a role to play in the body of Christ. So yeah, I, I, I'm excited that we were able to do that, pull things back. My he is very um God, he reminds me of Tatum so much, just like He's like, oh, this is, and I'm like, whoo, you know, structure, yeah. Oh, Lord, y'all, I'd be like, I'm in a box over here. Oh, help me out. Man, can I get a circle or a square? I mean, not a square, that's a box. Can I get a circle where at least go around? I feel like I'm hitting corners. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> Just matter of fact, take me out the box and y'all do whatever y'all want to do over there. But he's very meticulous. Mm-hmm. very meticulous and he knew what it was going to take to now hear me we started on our own nobody nobody mm-hmm. helped us you know what I mean like nobody mm-hmm. I'm not saying nobody didn't pray for us or nobody I'm talking about the structuring of the ministry mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody helped us now that's not going to be our goal or what we want to do because any leaders should be helping the next leaders next generation next 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 right so that's not how the men uh, we will operate or are operating as a ministry we are building people up to be leaders in whatever capacity that is you know what i mean just because you're an usher don't mean you're not a leader like you know we every position in the church has a role it has a place it you need deacons <laughs> you need deacons you need elders the elders are supposed to go you're supposed to bring the sick to the elders so they can pray for them you need elders all of mm-hmm. these are things that god himself instituted within the church ushers you know you you need them you, they all play and at the gift of administration my lord come on, <laughs> come on gift of administration you want to be up front man that gift in the back that's working yeah, it's some serious stuff. So it all plays is is has its p- place, and so we had wisdom. We had people around us that we believe that were we instituted a board. The board is still the board is separate mm-hmm. from the leadership within the church because the board is the board. But mm-hmm. these are things we implemented. You know, if you're gonna do ministry, do it right. You know. And so, and the biggest thing is we still, we were doing, we still were fasting and praying. We still fast and pray to this day. But if God is giving you this vision, he's going to give you the provision. And so I had to back up and let Pastor V be 
lead in this. You know what I mean? Because God called him to it. Yeah. You know, so we work together and I, the administration, you know, I just say, if you're a wife, then you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) If you're a wife, that helped me is serious business. That means administration. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and he, he built and we did things, you know, so that we could have credibility, not just we already had credibility, you know, spiritually. I'm talking about the acro- the business piece. Yeah. You know, building, making sure we had bank accounts and you know, all of that and business credit and just everything that goes along with building ministry. I mean, when I look at and I mean, now we we kind of talk about it, but even building the business first, the child can, you know, that business a business, it really helped us with this side. Yeah. You know, it, it helped because it's like, okay, we know we're gonna need this. We know now I never thought that the Lord would we I'm like, we got a commercial property like this. What like Lord Jesus? So mm-hmm. but God can trust us. And we prophesied two years ago that we would have houses and land and you know, but being a good steward over all of that, you you have to be a good steward. Yeah. So having that wisdom, having people to like Tatum to say, let's bring this back. You know, even we had a logo before the one we have now. <laughs> and she was like, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, this one, you'd be like, God help us all. I you remember know, that y'all, know that y'all know the podcast, Tatum. I know Tatum, Tatum. I have to find that logo. Oh my God. It was she so was like, bad. It was no, so bad. But listen, here she go. <laughs> well, I don't like it. So me, Pastor V, Tatum, no, he is very, he, he's like, okay, so what do you think? You know, and mm-hmm. he literally said that. He was like, what do you, what, okay, what don't you like? What do you think? Mm-hmm. And so he listened, you know, and we still have, like, we we still have the Bible. Well, not the Bible, yeah. but we still have the sword, the stick sword, shield, yeah. because those, those are the fundamentals of the word of God, right? So we mm-hmm. still have that. We have the cross because it, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And so we have all of that, but we were very, um, in our branding, we were very, you know, I'm, I'm prophetic, so it got to mean something. Everything yeah. we do got to mean something. So all of the colors, gold, white means holy. All of the colors mean something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so prophetically, they have their meaning and they have their place within the branding. And so all of that was just, it was actually very nice for us to be able to, when you have all that, it's some, you got to be able to express your vision and the vision that God is giving you in more than one way. Yeah. And so those colors, the what we, you know, bridging the gap between the church and the community, like all of the, we want people to feel loved, welcome, you know, know that, um, and God gave Pastor V the name of the ministry, the mm-hmm. Kingdom Advancing Ministries, you know, and that scripture, First Peter, because that's where we are. We're royalty. We're mm-hmm. chosen. We're holy people. And so all of that aligns. And so it, to see it even now, I'm like, Man, it's just even getting the pick out. I have you haven't seen it, yes, we are, but just picking out the colors, you know, even mm-hmm. though we have the colors, just picking out the paint, just it's just like 
I don't have enough words because it's like, wow, God, everything you promised. And this is just, we both know it. It's just the, this is just the proving ground yeah. for the ministry with this location. Because mm-hmm. what we see, I mean, I know, but you have to build in succession. You know what I mean? You don't, you have to take it bit by bit, bit by bit bit by bit. So having a godly counsel, a wise counsel around you, people who you know have your best interest at heart and really want to see what God is giving to you come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Like you got to feel safe as a leader. I, mm-hmm. I Like it's just some people that I will never be around or can't even be around me because if I don't feel safe, that's going that's a, already an issue. Yeah. So yeah, having all of that stuff in place, you got to have safety, you got to have counsel, you got to have prayer. You got to and you you got to have you got to be standing on what God promised you and told you and knowing that you're not doing it in your own strength, in your mm-hmm. own strength. Mhm. So for the people who want to get involved, whether coming to a service, donating, being involved with what the ministry has going on, tell them how they can keep up with TCAM. Oh, and of course, tell us about Fire and Glory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can go to the kingdomadvancingministries.org to keep up. Um, You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, um, IG. And um, to donate, you can, everything is right there at your fingertips to, to, um, to look at. All right. And um, we're very excited about that and the fire and glory. um, And if you would like to visit us online while we're still, we're we're transitioning right now. We're, we're, I don't want to say, what do y'all call that? Beta testing. I don't know, but we're testing right now. So we're testing because we're going to start just streaming everything from the site um, at some point, you can check, listen to the podcast. Um, I mean, the things that we've been able to do to be a ministry of two and a half years, almost three, literally just going into three is mind blowing. I mean, seriously, to have the podcast and I shout out to Tatum for that, too. You know what I mean? Like straight up because I had to get the good pastor to come along. He, he, he's okay with it. He came on. He came on. He came on. <laughs> and um, but the podcast and the just making sure everything, um, and that's one thing I can say about him. You know, when we were in the testing phase, when we were in school for like a month and a half, and mm-hmm. one thing, if you're in leadership or you're going to ministry, don't be afraid to pull back something. If it if it's not working, pull it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. Like it's better not to continue to waste resources, waste, you know, because um, this was, we were in a school and they had presented it one way to us. We, we didn't go, I didn't go by myself. Pastor V didn't go by. So we took our leadership team. We, we, we were grilling them, asking them all these questions. We had mm-hmm. all our notes. We met about it even after we all went to see it. And we were presented as if it was going to work with the, like the, it was the Wi-Fi, yeah. and we were all like, okay, we all, and Pastor V wasn't even there. He wasn't even there. He came later yeah. mm-hmm. and he, you know, he said, okay, do y'all think this is good? What do y'all think? You know, because we trust 
the people that were are around us to give us all of their perspectives. And everybody was asking different questions, which is which was even funnier to me. But it was good because everybody could see something else that may, you know what I mean? Like, okay, well, this might, well, what about this? And what about that? Ah. And so we went and the first two Sundays, the Wi-Fi was great. The next three, it was horrible. And so even with that, we did not, Pastor V was adamant not to just put out anything to the people. So we just did all of the Sunday services as a podcast. Mm-hmm. If you weren't in person and it was cool, but we had to pull that back because it wasn't working. You mm-hmm. have to be okay with pulling back something. That's being a good steward because who said you're failing? You're not failing. You're still doing it. You're just, you, you just have to pull that back. Mm-hmm. Anybody in business know you have to scale back at times, you know, even when the times it don't feel like you want to scale back, but you have to. So mm-hmm. it's okay to pull that back to say, okay, that's not working. And again, we did all of the preparation up until that time, but it it wasn't what was presented to us. Mm-hmm. So the good thing is we were not locked into something to where we could say, okay, let's pull it back. Mm-hmm. And we just kept going. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what I just wanted to kind of share that. Like, don't feel no kind of way. If God is with you, just keep going. I'm telling you, keep going. And then fire and glory. Listen, ladies, this year is still going to just be the ladies. You can bring <laughs> your husband, but not a but in a bad way. Bring your spouse. We would, Pastor B is always around. He's trust me, he's around. Mm-hmm. And so when um, we've been having conversations about that, because next year we think we're going to just completely expand that and, you know, have men and women there. So we, we, we're in discussions about that. And so, you know, just preparing, preparing. I'm one like I have so many. I have so much stuff on the back end. Policies, <laughs> procedures, classes, all this stuff is sitting. It's just waiting you know, for me to be able to present it or us to, and that's another thing. I'll just print everything off and say, okay, I need you to take a look at this, botch up what you want, what you don't, you know, we can work through it. Mm-hmm. So, but fire and glory um, is the Lord. These are the, this is the greatest harvest for the church. And this is the days of great fire and glory for the church. This is the season and time before he returns. I mean, I don't know. If you're thinking Jesus coming back in 95 years, I don't really know where you are, but we don't have that much time. Okay. Okay. So, you know, um, these are great days of fire and glory where God is going to be purifying the church before his return. And he wants us to see his glory even here on earth. He wants to be glorified even through our lives. And so, yeah, if you all know me, I love fellowship. I love the women. Um, and so it's a safe place for women to be, you know, I, I don't do like clicks. I, I, I hate clicks. <laughs> I do. I, I don't like clicks. We had women from all ethnicities and mm-hmm. everywhere. So that is what the kingdom of God looks like straight up. The kingdom of God does not have a color. And so um, if you want a safe place to fellowship, have well, it's going to be lit. <laughs> lit, 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 lit. <laughs> um, and feel the glory of God because some I talked to some people they were like man I, I don't know where I was 
they were like, we felt like we left the room when that's when we came back from lunch. Jesus. I don't know where Prophet is. Prophet Angela was in that. She had gone beyond the veil. I mean, seriously, she was in the at the throne of God, and yeah. you literally could feel the glory of God in the room. Like it was thick. You can literally tangibly feel the glory of God. Like I feel the wind of God right now. Like it's so beautiful. And that's what I want when um, I was going to call you something. But when Tatum said earlier, um, you know, somebody who doesn't know God, you can literally feel God like the tangible. You can feel the presence of God. Yeah. You can feel the fire of God. You you. Mm-hmm. Can. And so if you've never experienced, I always love to say it this way, if you've never had an encounter with God, this is a place that is conducive for you to meet God because he's going to be there. That's all I can tell you. I can't give you all of it because I don't know all of what's going to go down. Only the Lord knows. But what I do know is it's going down. And we, um, I, all, I never allow anybody on this platform with the Kingdom Advancing Ministries that I know is not living a life that's that they love God and they're and, and and God is moving in their lives. And so Tatum, you know, y'all know I love me some Tatum. That's my baby. She always will be forever and a day. And so Tatum, I love her. And she's one of the um, um speakers this year. Um, last year she was, you know, praying. She still does that all the time, but <laughs> I think this year, um, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Sharla, that's another one of my babies. We have Evangelist Wanda, Mama Janice. I know she's Pro- Prophetess Janice, but I call her Mama affectionately. Um, she'll be with us. And then um, Minister Tawanda is speaking. I'm so excited. Psalmist Nina. Um, I can't think of who else is on there. Oh, Lady Serena. She's speaking. I think I covered everybody. Oh, and Minister Zach. Minister Zach will be with us. So I'm just excited. Look, mm-hmm. there's ladies from all ages. Yeah. Races like, oh man. And we we experience God. I mean, I know we experience God in that room. And I can't wait to to see. Listen, some of you never had fellowship. You never been around real women of God that just there's no games, no gimmicks. Nobody's looking at what you have on. We don't care. Mm-hmm. You can come, you know, you sh- you know, we want you to look cute. But if you don't want to look, well, I don't know why your woman don't want to look cute, but <laughs> every woman likes to look cute. But <laughs> what I'm saying is your cute may be different from, from somebody else's. Your mm-hmm. looking nice may be from, we don't care. We just want, trust me, that's not how we roll. You know, mm-hmm. we're not looking at what you got on from head to bottom and looking at you. That's not how we address anybody. And so mm-hmm. just come, just come. If you, I said this at the beginning, if you want to come to fire and glory and our, God will give you the resources to be able to come. So we're mm-hmm. having it virtually um, this year um, as well as in person. Last mm-hmm. year was just in person. But we're going to do this two ways. I have to have another meeting because I might expand a little more. But <laughs> come, just come, 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 come for the fellowship. Man, so many women met each other, like from the society and Daughters of the King. And mm-hmm. it was like a big family reunion, you know, for the majority of the women there. And some of them 
you know, are didn't get to come, but now they they have fellowship. Like, mm-hmm. um, like one young lady, she knew one person, but now she knows more people. Like, fellowship, you need fellowship. I know you've been an island to yourself for a long time. I know, I know. <laughs> but that's not how God would want it to be. He doesn't want us by ourselves all the time. You need people. You don't need everybody. And I'm not saying all the time, but you do need fellowship. Yeah. And so this is a safe space. Women, I promise you, is this is a safe space where God is there. Mm-hmm. And so I would love for you all to join us. Um, you know, some of you, you just been lost and stuff. Like I see you've been lost. Like you've been a part of stuff, but never really felt apart. And you know, it's like a loneliness there. So just come, just come, just Yeah. And I would say anybody, if you feel like you have, maybe your walk with God is feeling kind of stale right now. Maybe you feel distant. Maybe like you just can't put your finger on what it is. You know, you need something, but you're not sure. I will say come. Cause one thing that happened when you got a whole bunch of prophets in one room, is everybody going to get exactly what they need. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the truth right there. I ain't lying because the lunch turned into like a whole nother, but people were getting healed. I mean, yeah. honestly, from things they needed to be healed from, like mm-hmm. hurt that the man, when that hurt is deep like that, mm-hmm. you need a place you need to heal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so to be able to heal and cry and um, Mama Janice, you know, we had her give, if you never had a mother's love, like she was yeah. hugging women, like because some people have, like, we talked about that at the beginning, sweetheart. They have not been loved. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, once you feel God's love, your life shifts forever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You will never, anybody can attest to that, even if they stray away from God. The first time you feel God's love for you like that, it's just like, it's indescribable. Yeah. It really is because it's like, who, what is this that I feel? What, who could love like this? And so that's, that's what we want you to know, like Tato said. And then look, y'all, since we got our location now, woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Well, she ain't got to be out by a certain time. This joint ain't going to never end. This joint will be going on next year. At, still from October. <laughs> what did Lady Serena out. say? Lady Serena was like, it need to be longer. I'm like, whoa. So, and people were just like, you need to do it again. You please keep doing this. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And that, I remember when we were in the planning phase of the last year, Tatum was like, so this supposed to end at five o'clock or whatever. She was like, a prophetic (laughs) event ending at, yeah, okay. So, it's not going to happen. It's it's never going to end. It'll end, Tatum. Well, yeah, it'll end. Because what it's like, it's like a talk about the fire of God. It's just like one catches and it catches and it catches. And it's just this whole experience. And that's what I love about the event is I think people misconstrue a lot of emotion with the presence of God. Because you can go into a place and the music good, the preacher may be articulate and got away with words. So you got all of this emotion, everybody hype. It's emotion. But when you get into the presence of God, it's almost like you kind of want to back up some because it's overwhelming. It's like an overwhelming 
power where you just start crying for no reason and you like what is what what is going on with me like it's it's almost confusing because it is just such an overwhelming power to where everybody in the room is getting something individualized by one person because Ooh. that's how God works and so that's what I love about it because I think it clearly draws that line between the pomp and circumstance that you see in churches and the hype and the true transformative power of God. And so I definitely encourage everybody to go. You don't even know why you're going. Just show up. That's all you need to do is show up. That was so good what you said, because it's true. Everybody in the room is like, you know, like a couple people, like I was on the floor. One, one person I talked to, they were like, I, I felt like I literally left the room, like because the glory yeah. of God. And I remember we were at an event last year, Tatum, with Kyla. And I, mm-hmm. I literally was standing there, but I was standing in awe of the presence of God. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't even move. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I was just literally standing there because you literally, we are to stand in awe of him. Mm-hmm. His presence is that real. And that's yep. what, whatever we do here, we always endeavor to bring God glory. And I'm telling you, if you want to know that God is real, you do not want to miss this. Cause mm-hmm. some of y'all think that God, you, you know, he's real, but you just seem, think he's so far from you. And he's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. He's so close. Mm-hmm. But you have, there are moments in time. I want y'all to think about this. From Zacchaeus in the tree to the woman who was caught in adultery mm-hmm. to the woman with the issue of blood to the man, the blind man who wanted to be healed at the gate called beautiful. Mm-hmm. There are moments, do you hear me? Mm-hmm. Where you have to be where God is. They had to follow the glory cloud. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. They the glory cloud is not coming to you. You mm-hmm. have to follow the glory, mm-hmm. and so there are times where you have to be there. There's no if, ands, or buts. And a lot of you all from the society, you know, like you have to. Man, I'm telling you, you some things you have to invest in. Like mm-hmm. I've always been big in that. Like on in on that, I'm going to invest in my soul. Like mm-hmm. you got to invest in you. And some of you all have been, you want to be on fire for God. You don't know what that looks like. You don't know how to ignite it in yourself. But I'm telling you, like Tatum said, it I'm t- it will catch pop, pop, pop. If you know mm-hmm. about a fire, when a fire starts spreading, that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. And so these are, this is when God is showing himself so strong in the earth and mm-hmm. he's doing it so that you can come to know him and know that he is just that real and that tangible. Mm-hmm. So please come like Tatum mentioned, um, come out to this because I'm telling you, I don't know what's going to happen. It's never the same. Yeah. No, that's the thing about God. He doesn't change, but the way he shows up is different. So mm-hmm. don't try to put a. I don't know what you've experienced before. Mm-hmm. And some of you literally need deliverance. You do. You really need to be delivered. You've been looking, you've been searching, and you have not been delivered yet. But I'm telling you, you come to this, you're going to get delivered. 
Mm-hmm. You won't get delivered. If I'm you, excited. You try to you you step in there. Yeah, the fire God gonna hit you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So you guys can go to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries.org. The event is up there. Everything about services, if you want to donate, everything involving the ministry is there. Thank you, Tanya, for joining us and being on the show again. Thank you, sweetheart. You know, I love you so much. I, I did you. really good today. And mm-hmm. I love you so much. And I appreciate you. And just thank you for, you know, sharing all this information for people to mm-hmm. trust God. Listen, follow people who have obtained the promises of God through mm-hmm. faith and patience. Through faith and patience. Faith and listen. Not not they conjured it up. Please, please. Faith and patience. Somebody got some substance to them. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. And I'll talk to you next week.